Welcome to the She Heals the World talk show with Dr. S, the place to hear stories of heart-driven women creatively living free. Our episodes highlight conversations and insights that support the values of self-care, creative and personal freedom, slower living, happiness, health, and wellness to help you live your absolute best life. To be a part of the movement and join the conversation, step inside our free Facebook group, She Heals the World, and say hello. It brings me great joy to bring you our next episode. Welcome to the She Heals the World talk show today. So today we are talking all about travel. And I have my travel entrepreneur and dear colleague, Arkana, is here to talk to us all about traveling India. She is the lead content creator behind the site Travel See Right. And I'm so glad that she made herself available to share some tips with us, as many of us are not traveling during this time. Archana, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I'm overwhelmed by the community that you have. You know, like I've been listening to your interviews and you are doing a phenomenal job, I must say. I am really grateful to be your guest tonight. Yes, I'm super happy to have you. So tell us, how did you get started with your work? Okay, I would say like there were three key milestones in my life which actually got me into the field where I am currently. So I come from an army background. So my dad was in army. So in India, what happens is when you are in armed forces, every three years you are required to change your base. You keep traveling around the country. So you at one year, you could be in the jungles, or in the forest. The other year, you could be on the beaches or the remotest destinations possible. So because of that, I had travel in my genes, I would say. And uh, secondly, uh, then what happened, um, I've always been a hostel kid. So since my high school, I've been living out of hostel. So travel came naturally to me. However, the main turning point that changed my life, you know, from where a hobby or an interest kind of converted itself into a career, there were two important things that happened. So one was like very Bollywood movie kind of a stuff which happened to me. So Mm. this happened in the year 2014. So there's a place called Ladakh in India, which is like the uppermost part of Himalayas. It's called the coldest desert in the world. And it's also called as the third pole of the universe, of the world. So that place is on bucket list of a lot of people. And even for me, I had been forever wanting to go to that place. And after years of planning, cancelling, planning, cancelling, in 2014, I finally decided to go and everything was you know kind of planned the money was given to the a travel agent all the shopping was done everything was in place the holidays were taken i was in a full-time job at that time and i was in advertising and marketing and there you don't have a time schedule you work 24 by 7 so anyways so 2014 august I'm supposed to go um, with a group of seven people and I'm at a place called Manali. That's a hill station up north. And from there, we were supposed to go with this group. What happens? It's, it's, it's raining cats and dogs, you know. It's like 
total filmy situation out there and i'm unable to reach out to the guy who's my agent uh, after a lot of difficulty i finally reach out to him and he tells me hey you know what the trip is called off and i said what you're telling me i have to leave in few hours like i'm already midway to go to this destination everything is you know kind of planned and he says uh, no what has happened is the group which was supposed to go with you that group has backed backed off so it's not financially viable for me to organize such a big trip for one person so you've got an option you've got two options one is you join me for for a shorter trip which was going for like 2 3 days or you're completely on your own and i was like really you giving me these two options you know they they are no options for me as such and that in the middle of a night so i thought about it a lot and i said dude i have told the whole world that i'm going to this place you know uh, you don't get so many holidays in a year Uh, so what should i do so that night i decided you know come what may happen i am going on this trip and the funny thing which happened was usually i research a bit about my destinations for this particular trip because i had paid the travel agent and everything was kind of in my mind was sorted i did not uh, i did not make an effort to do any kind of a background research and then i said okay doesn't matter what worse can I, can happen let me just go on this trip so i went there and then that experience that unpleasant travel surprise became the best thing of my life because it changed my life forever so the next 14 days the next 2 to 3 weeks that i spent in ladakh they became life changing moments for me because that time i realized that you know people are inherently very good they would rather help you than hurt you yeah. and uh, what happened every day when i was looking at a new place you know there was something very beautiful in the landscape so there was one kind of beauty which was of the place which was more than what i had anticipated but what surprised me the most was the generosity of the people and uh, when i came back so i was talking to a friend he was a very close friend of mine in office and i was telling him this is what has happened with me uh, so before that i used to uh, write a diary for myself but i would never publish that diary it was for my own consumption so he told me achna what has happened to you could happen to anyone you know uh, you should publish this thing because you know it will actually tell the people that you know if something bad happens then how should you be prepared for it so i said okay so before that i thought i can't write to save my life i thought i could only make presentations for my client i could only write you know <laughs> reports and all that i never thought like i could um, get into creative writing but then i made um, i made a series of blog post which was about 11 days in ladakh and 11 faces of beauty in which i kind of compared one face of the place and the other face was of the people and lot of people read that and i started getting lot of messages it kind of became a mini viral thing you know where uh, people really loved it and rest as they say is history so this was the one big moment the other big moment which happened uh, was 
I was working for Coca-Cola in Philippines in 2016. I was like, by this time, I was uh, doing my day job as well as my um, writing and traveling I was doing over the weekends. I had not thought that, you know, this could become like a full-time career for me. I was just doing it because I was enjoying it. Um, so there was this conference called Travel Bloggers Exchange Conference, which actually started from U.S. and every year they have a conference in U.S. Uh, it is the largest uh, conference for content creators in the travel field. Luckily, in 2016, October 2016, it was being organized in Philippines. Since I was already there, I thought, why not I attend this conference? And I went there and it was there that my whole perspective changed. I saw that people are actually making a living out of travel. People are being paid to travel to these places, create content. So it just took me like um, this thing happened in October, the conference. And by February, I had put in my papers, you know. So yeah, and rest, as they say, is history. There has been no looking back. <laughs> Wow. So when you were younger, did you ever think that you would be doing this today? Like, what did you originally think you'd be doing with your life? <laughs> you know, that, that's really funny because when I was growing up, I wanted to be everything. So, you know, someday uh, I would wake up thinking, hey, I'm going to be a doctor today. And then I would say, no, mama, I'm going to be an engineer. And then it will change. I want to be a pilot. You know, no, no, no. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a judo karate professional. So it changed every day. So I had not thought about it even in my wildest dream, not even until like to in the uh, 21st century, the beginning of 21st century, I had not thought what I'm doing today. So life is unpredictable. I would yes, say. life is totally unpredictable. And sometimes you just have to go with the flow. And how long have you been doing this now? How many years has it been? So I started in 2014. Okay. Uh, but full time I've been doing it since uh, March 2017. Like in okay. March 2017, I gave up my corporate career. And since then, I've been doing it, yeah. Yeah. So why do you keep doing it? Why do you do it today still? Okay. I would like to narrate a story for this, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm a storyteller. So <laughs> stories come naturally to me. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> so uh, there was this German physiologist called Frederick Golds. So he was this crazy kind of a physiologist who would do different kind of experiments. So one day he had this wacky idea. So what he did was he removed the brains of a frog, put him in a slowly heating pan of water and uh, he let it simmer it, simmer it. And he left an easy escape route for the frog to jump out whenever he would feel hot. But guess what? the frog never jumped out of the pan. In fact, it got charred to, de to death. Do you know why that happened? No, tell me why. Yeah, not because it bra its brains were removed. In fact, later on, the same experiment was done by a lot of other physiologists and a lot of other scientists to figure out that was it the brain because what happens is we have this reflex moments right you say like when some something hot touches you you jump out of it right so mm -hmm. in this case what has happened it wasn't the brain which was uh, stopping him to get out of it but what was happening is uh, the frog like humans it got habituated to the comfort zone right mm -hmm. and it would Im 
imagine like there could be any other life. Similarly, what happens with us is when, you know, when we finish our schooling, college, we get into a job and we get so comfortable with that job, you know, getting a paycheck that we don't want to leave that, right? But, you know, so in 2014, when I started this by fluke, as I would say, you know, at that time only, I was already revisiting my decisions. Like, uh, was I happy in the career that I had made? I was reevaluating all my choices. And at that time, I started actively looking for the big idea for my boom, as they call it, you know, becoming one's own boss phase. Mm. I was thinking, like, what is it, you know, that I can do, which not only becomes my second career, uh, rather which is more gratifying career, you know, which matches my passion also. A passion, you know, which, and my passion was basically discovering untold human stories. And travel was my tool to uncover those stories. So I think it was this unflinching desire you know, to to do something which I'm passionate about and be useful for the people. Because thankfully, what had happened is, um, till 2016-17, I had um, finished all my mortgage. So there were no liabilities on my head. I wasn't married, so I didn't have a husband to go back to. My family was extremely supportive. I had a great career. I had a, some bit of uh, savings in my bank. So I didn't have any kind of fear, like, and I was ready to jump out of my comfort zone. And I wanted to do something which wasn't gratifying just for myself, but which could be of value to other people. So uh, you asked me the question, why do you do the work that you do? So one was definitely that, that I wanted to follow my passion, be useful to the society at large. So then when I was uh, thinking what I'm going to do, so I decided uh, what is it that I want to share. So then the idea came up with is that I want to share the untold human stories from offbeat places. Mm, I love that. I love the heart that you have behind the work that you're doing. I think it's so important that every business you create, and this is just my opinion. I know there are a lot of people who may like sell socks and they're like, that's their thing and that's okay and they fulfill their passion in some other way but for me and for a lot of the women in our community our businesses represent something so much more so much deeper so much more powerful and it's deeply connected to our calling and to the mark that we feel we were meant to make in this world and so I love that what you're doing really does represent what you feel like you were made for and issues that are really important to you in the world and so you mentioned that you are actually working full-time in this. So this is your main thing. And I'm wondering when you made that transition from like this kind of being a side hustle, blogging and creating content and traveling and sharing these travel stories with the world, like what hurdles did you experience when you transitioned into making it a full-time business? See, first of all, it was coming out of my fear, like the mind. Mind was the one which was trying to stop me you know like uh, it was somewhere troubling me for a while that is it okay to start from the scratch so once that was cleared you know once that hurdle was clear the rest was easier so the rest were like first of all in this field you need to upskill yourself 24 by 7 so 
I need to be a pro in SEO management. I need to be a pro in photography. I need to be a pro in finances. I need to be a, my new business development manager. I need to be my marketer. Like So you just don't need to be a jack of all trades. Rather, you need to master all the trades. So you have to be on your toes. So one is that hurdle, which is never going to go out. And I love it also. Other is that... It's a financial adventure, I would say that, because, you know, at times you would be earning like uh, 5,000, 10,000 a month, like US dollars. And sometimes you wouldn't even earn like 500 US dollars. Take, for example, <laughs> now, like all my earnings have kind of evaporated. There's nothing because of coronavirus. So right. financial adventure is, sec- is the third uh, hurdle that you have to always keep in mind. Fourth is, I would say, stability. Because, you know, because of I am uh, earning, you know, when I'm creating content, when I'm visiting new places. So I really have to fight all the time with my, like, I don't have a stable financial I would say then my family and my friends, I can't have a relationship unless and until I meet a digital nomad who shares the same passion I do. And the fifth, which I'm not sure how it would be relevant for the American market, but for the Indian market and for the Asian market, it's very relevant because I started doing something which was kind of a non-existent. And even today, clients don't realize that we put in a lot of hard work So they would say, okay, let's do a barter deal. I mean, really? I can't pay my bills by a barter deal. So convincing them, first of all, that how an actual content creator who has a real influence is better than somebody who would have bought followers, you know, and why they should pay me. That Mm -hmm. is something that I have to fight each and every day. So I would say these five things. One was, you know, getting over my own mind hurdle, upskilling myself every single day, managing my finances, uh, letting go of the stability of life and uh, convincing the clients and the market in the emerging markets. I would say these five are the biggest hurdles that I face day in and out. Well, I do have to say you're doing a phenomenal job at doing that, Archana. And I don't want to box you in because even though you live in India, you have seen all of these beautiful places and written stories about all of the places around the world. But I do want to just focus on your home place. Where do you go? What do we see? Let's share the goods. (laughs) Okay, thanks a lot. Okay, see, India is as... Uh, diverse and huge, I would say, as the U.S. is. Like in U.S., Southwest is so different from East Coast or West Coast. Similarly, India is very, very different. So when you visit India, you have to pick a region. What is it that you want to see? So right from deserts to jungle safaris to, you know, like the mountains to beaches to temples to spirituality to yoga, there's a lot, there's a lot that you can see in India. But if it is your first trip, then there are a few things that you have to do. Definitely, you have to see Taj Mahal, right? 
your yes. trip to India is incomplete if you don't see the Taj Mahal, right? Yes. So, and where is that? Because you are maybe talking to people who have never even heard of the Taj Mahal. But so where right. Is- so, mm-hmm. so Taj Mahal is actually very close to Delhi, where I stay. Delhi is the capital. New Delhi is the capital of India. And uh, this is just two and a half hours away from Delhi. If you would recall, I'm not sure whether you remember or not, when Trump and um, his family came, they went to Agra, Taj Mahal. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, one of the seven wonders of the world. Uh, it's definitely a must must see spot. That is one thing that you should see. Then other thing is uh, near Delhi there is uh, Jaipur. Jaipur or Rajasthan, I would say. India is famous for the royalty, for the big big palaces, for the opulent uh, you know opulent living. So that glamour, that richness. So that you can't see anywhere else. And the cultural, the heritage and all that. So Rajasthan is wonderful for that. It is an area full of colours, full of music, full of sounds, full of amazing food, food for all kind of senses, you know. So Rajasthan is one place that you should definitely visit. You will have a blast there. The kind of colours that you're going to see, the food that you will eat, the people that you'll meet, they are just going to win your heart. And the best time uh, to come to Rajasthan would be winters because uh, summers gets too hot. Winter is like your summer, so it would be pretty good here. Uh, so uh, I said Delhi, definitely do Delhi, definitely do Agra, definitely do Jaipur. And then if you have time and if you like mountains, Himalayas are the biggest mountains in the world, right? The tallest mountains. You must visit uh, Himalayas and they are up in the north. They start from um, north to they go to the east. So Ladakh is one place. It's called the coldest desert in the world. It looks out of the world. It's like Mars. It's amazing. It's amazing. See, one thing is, you know, when people come and that's not true just for India, for any country, you know, when you visit a new place, you should try and become a part of the culture of that place rather than, you know, imposing your cultural values. It's always beneficial to become a part. So, for example, India is, I won't say like it's not as modern or as upfront as say the Western world would be. So I would say that when you are going to say spiritual places or the religious places, take care of the cultural nuances of the places. For example, if you're going to a temple, dress appropriately. You know, like when you go to Rome, they say that you should cover your knees and your uh, arms. You know, similarly, when you come to India, you know, don't wear shorts or don't go in those kind of clothes, especially when you're going to a temple, you know, just... uh, Be dressed as per the place. Uh, Try and speak if you can a little bit of, if you can learn little words, the local words like a namaste, you know, that kind of small, small words. It really helps. And Indians really, really love it. Okay, a couple of things which you should take care is, you know, Indians, rather I would say all Asians, we have a thing for the Westerners. So everybody would want to get a selfie with you. (laughs) have some patience when people come to you you know so initially what happens all my friends complain you know that they would initially they would be okay to give as many selfies as as they would be asked but later on they said so it's it's okay it's okay to politely refuse you know you you are not a prop that you're gonna say and people uh, people understand that also other thing is uh that you know when you uh, you you spoke about the bed so usually 
India has got huge beds, so that's not a problem. And luxury in India and Asia is really luxurious, so it's not a problem at all. So you will have your butler, you'll have lot other things. Uh, so don't have to worry about that, you know. And they're com- comparatively very, very cheap if you compare it with US or Europe. Uh, luxury here is very cheap. People go out of their way to make you feel comfortable. Be a little cautious about the scams. Scams can happen everywhere. Like I have been scammed in Europe. I've been scammed in Asia. Mm-hmm. Just uh, don't flaunt your money or gadgets or, and don't just believe too easily on strangers, you know. Yeah. And always, always let your folks know where you are staying. And when you book a hotel or when you book a travel agent, do a little bit of research. Always consult with the locals. Like when I visit any country, I actually listen to the locals, but the friends which I know from before, not just any random stranger uh, that I would say, experiment with the food because when you, you are not going to get that authentic taste back in US. So, yes. so dress up in saris, wear bangles, have henna, you know, buy as much clothes as you can, support the local community, be a part of the Indian culture. And yeah. one thing I missed, one thing I missed is, which, which I think a New Yorker or anybody in the US should keep in mind, we have this IST, which we call Indian Standard Time. So we are never, we are mostly never on time. So when somebody gives you, say, they'll say they will be there at nine o'clock, be yeah. rest assured they'll be there by 9.30 or 10. <laughs> so yeah, all <laughs> I'm not proud of this, but that's what happens. You know, I try to be on time all the time, but most yeah. not. <laughs> we call it Indian stretchable time. Okay. Indian stretchable time, which is roughly a half an hour later, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. Okay. On a safer side. On a safer side. <laughs> Listen, it's the same thing in a lot of Caribbean cultures, too. So there is no judgment there. And I think, you know, that's just the way that it is. If the party starts at, if you say the party starts at 3, you really mean it starts at 4.30. So don't show up at 3 o'clock. Don't be that person. (laughs) Oh, God. We have so much in common. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get into if you could give your younger self any piece of advice, I do have to say... Indian food is my favorite cuisine, oddly enough. So I come from a very mixed background, but a part of my family is from the Caribbean islands. And in the Caribbean, there is um, like the cuisine is a mix between Indian food and African food. And so, mm-hmm. and, and some European food as well. So it's, it really is blended. But I grew up eating, you know, um, roti bread and curry chicken, and that was just how we ate. And so I'm just wondering, what is your favorite Indian dish that you think our listeners should try if they're coming to visit India? <laughs> okay, that's a very difficult question. I, <laughs> Actually, there are a lot of things, you know, which uh, it depends wh- what kind of food you like. For example, n- northern food, which is which most people think is curry. So in India, like butter chicken is something that you should definitely, definitely try. The butter chicken that you get in India is something you are not going to get anywhere else. Um, Anything uh, to do with that, then I personally like a lot. It's called saag and makki ki roti, which is basically 
something to do with the greens green and it on it's it only comes uh, in winters because that time that um, that grows that plant grows uh, and uh, makki ki roti is cornbread so that is very very unique the taste you can only get in those two months so that you should definitely try like northern food then the chaat chaat is our snacks they are amazing like they are little spicy but they clear your system completely they are must must have and if you like little uh, not too spicy food then i would say the south indian food in which you know your idli dosa uh, sambar they, they are pretty good so uh, there are different cuisines like in west there is dhokla but i would say definitely try butter chicken or, or palak paneer uh definitely try idli dosa dhokla yeah these things you should definitely and rasgulla rasgulla is a sweet dish or jalebi mm yes is, did you say rasmalai i know i say oh it yeah rasmalai definitely okay okay i love rasmalai it's like a it's like a sweet almost um i don't know how they make it actually but it's a milky kind of yeah. sweet dessert and it is absolutely delicious so thank you so much archana for all of these beautiful tips if you could look back and give your younger self any piece of advice what would it be you know if i were to look back uh, although i don't have any regrets but the advice i would give to myself would be two things first is be fearless don't be scared about anything you know growth happens outside of comfort zones so be ready to take as many risk as possible as early as possible and second which is very very important have as less liabilities as possible you know don't take mortgage that is the biggest thing that stops you from taking a risk you know mm. so don't spend your life in fear and in mortgage mm. don't spend on food clothes etc invest in yourself and in experiences mm. i would advise myself beautiful beautiful how can our audience find and support you <laughs> Okay that's wonderful thanks a lot this is the section i've been waiting forever <laughs> i got it you know so basically they can find me if they search travel c right travel t r a v e l s e c as in to watch to see not not the sea where you go to swim right travel c right w r i t e so if they search for travel c right anywhere whether it is uh, instagram facebook twitter tiktok they'll find me my website is there travel see right my channel is there youtube channel everywhere they can find me by just looking up for travel see right beautiful arjuna this has been so much fun thank you so much for brightening the show and brightening our day and i cannot wait to hopefully have you back on <laughs> Oh it's completely completely my pleasure but before you invite me again you have to come to India You're going to hold me to that so that means I better start planning cuz I want to have you back so you I'll start working on that <laughs> Absolutely you should let this corona thing get out of our way and then you coming to India Okay Thank you Archita we'll talk soon then <laughs> Take care. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And once again, thanks a lot for having me over. Of course. Well, there you have it. 
Thanks so much for listening to the show today. And as always, for more resources, as you continue to live out your beautiful mission of healing the world and grow your beautiful business, you can head to www.shehealstheworld.com forward slash freebie to see what new resources I have in store for you. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend. And I can't wait to see you at the next episode.